Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. With the new school year gearing up, some of you are probably thinking about teaching in Charlotte Mason co-ops. And today we wanted to share some tips for you. Joining me is Laura Pitney, who's been running a Charlotte Mason co-op and dealing with teacher parents for many years yes, now. Mm-hmm. How is teaching in a co-op similar or different from teaching your own kids at home? Well, it definitely has some differences. When you think about teaching in your home, you know, you have your uh, routines, you have your plan, but also you have distractions, you have kids that may be in different moods, you may be in a different mood. There's just a lot of variables to that. Laundry going, the dryer, you might have your preschooler running around. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you as the teacher are responsible to teach all the subjects, whether you really like them or not. I mean, that's just your responsibility as the teacher. So, you know, by default, you're head over all of it. You're working through all the subjects with all the ages, with all the attitudes. There's just a lot that happens in your home when you're homeschooling. So that's not necessarily how it looks like in a co-op setting. I mean, it can, (laughs) depending on, you know, the atmosphere of that co-op, but Um, One of the differences would be that you have maybe the option to choose which class you want to teach. You're not, by default, having to teach all the classes. So you can maybe sign up to teach one that you're really passionate about and that you like. Or you may want to say, you know what, I want to be an assistant to this class so I can learn more about it or um, learn how to do a Charlotte Mason method for that subject. So there's some flexibility with maybe... Um, how you what you have to do in your home versus what you have the options to do in the co-op. And so that affects, you know, maybe even your attitude towards the co-op because, you know, if I have options, I'm probably going to pick the one I like or maybe I have a, a strength in or a talent in and um, that just looks different because you can't do that at home. <laughs> I suppose you can also choose what age levels, right, depending right. on how big the co-op is, yeah. if they're divided by age levels. Right. You Sometimes can... you have teachers that want to also teach their children in the co-op just so that they can still have their eyes on their kids and make sure they know what their kids are being taught. You know, that's mm-hmm. natural. But then you have moms that say, I'll do any age, but the ones my kids are in, because <laughs> they may just need a break and they enjoy having maybe, maybe they have a home of all littles and they want to volunteer to teach a high school class just because they're hungry for that, um, those conversations. So even the ages can help inspire you and be more motivated um, and, and almost get refreshed. And that way, when you're back with your littles or you want to do littles because you love the littles, but you only have high schoolers at home. So even the age groups can feed into you in a good way based on what you sign up for. Now, I want to revisit something you said (laughs) about being an assistant, signing up as an assistant. Talk a little more about that. Do you always have assistants for your teachers or how does that work? Well, that's one thing that um, I have learned over the years is there's just um, a component of teaching and having that assistant um, helps the teacher. There's some different things. Um, The assistant can be the automatic substitute if the teacher isn't there. So, you know, the teacher, if they do need to take a sick day or they're just something's going on and they can't make it, 
it's just comforting knowing that you have an assistant that will fill the shoes and you not feel guilty about messing up the whole co-op day for the other families. And that is, that substitute yeah. is already familiar Correct. with the class. Correct. She's yeah. been in there the whole time. Right. And depending on the age group, you may have a room full of, you know, 12 year old boys and you just need an extra set of eyes and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to keep a, just, you know, to help encourage them to make good behavioral decisions. <laughs> so having an assistant also helps with um, logistics and distractions for that. And then I usually always pair somebody that's new to the co-op and also new to Charlotte Mason methods and philosophies so that they can learn how to teach the class or maybe even how to improve their wording on how they ask for narrations mm-hmm. or um, maybe you have a real timid mom that you can see potential in and for, by helping her, asking her to be an assistant can even help build her confidence to where she can see the role of the teacher to where she can one day be a head teacher versus the assistant. So even just encouraging that mom that may not be you know, a dominant teacher, if that makes sense, just even helping in that aspect of it too. So I've just learned that having those assistants are really valuable to help the co-op keep going and not to have huge hiccups to where if the teacher's not there, then the class can't happen. Mm -hmm. Or it falls on the director to fill in when the director may have other responsibilities. So that assistant is, has been really beneficial. I really like the idea of using that position to train yeah. new teachers. It's yeah. like it's like you're constantly mentoring. Correct, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I think is similar, but might be a little different in teaching at home versus teaching in a co-op <laughs> is planning. Yeah. Yes, you have to have plans yeah. for both. Mm-hmm. How is it similar or different? Well, I think at home, you know, we usually start out with our big picture for the year, and then we usually kind of break it down to maybe monthly and weekly and day. Like we have our our general plan, and then we have our resources. But a lot of times when you get in the groove of things, you may not always prepare like you should because Mm -hmm. you're kind of in your routine of things, which is fine. Usually your day goes fine without giving 100% to that preparation time. But in a co-op, you really do have to not only have the plan, but also commit yourself to that preparation to where you really are giving the class the best of you and the best of the lesson and that kind of thing. So I think there's value in knowing that you do have your plan and you do need to prepare, but when it's transferred over to the co-op, there's just a high, a little bit more accountability and expectation because you're the teacher of other people's children. <laughs> so it's harder to wing it correct. when you have a group. <laughs> correct, correct. And one thing that I have found helpful is having good resources that um, plan for me and even give me what I need to prepare for, like heads up, get these materials or these supplies or mm-hmm. remind parents about this or that. So even just choosing the right resource to use in the co-op setting helps save my time and doesn't take away the time I, I give to my family, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So, time is yeah. one of the most valuable things yeah. a homeschool mom has. <laughs> yes. So the if you can if you can get something that someone else has invested that time in yeah. for planning and preparing, then yeah. all you need to do is run the right. program and Correct. you know read through it, make sure you're familiar with right. it. But you're not having to spend the hours of research or... Putting it together adapting yourself. Adapting it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I'm very excited yeah. about the new line of yeah. Charlotte Mason Together mm -hmm. lesson plans and courses that yeah. are now available. Yeah, they're super helpful. I love how there's flexibility within them because a lot of co-ops look different. Sometimes, you know, you may be a monthly co-op or sometimes you may be a weekly co-op, just depending on the type of group that you are. Having the CMT group's lesson plans have been so beneficial for us because we can take those and apply it just like they're written, like the 12-week term, or we may take um, one of the lesson plans and say, okay, this is really good, but we may want to just do that once a month, but it's still all laid out for us. So I think that's a, a big thing to remember is um, the flexibility within the groups, and but to have that spine of the resources that's your foundation, your plans, um, I just feel like the more you are prepared and can use the lesson plans like the CMT group lesson plans, you're really setting yourself up for success and the group up for success. And it has just been a load off my shoulders because <laughs> it's there. And I can just say, okay, this, you as the teacher, this is what you need to do. It's, I can trust the resource to where I'm not having to pour an over amount of time in trying to train the teacher, if that makes sense, yes. because it's already scripted and, and written out. So yeah. it's just been a huge time saver and a trusted thing I know I can fall back on. And I love how those are available just individually. Like you can pick and choose whatever you want to use. Right. But also you can get a whole bundle of here is season one. Right. And it has the schedule for your co-op. Mm -hmm. It has all the lesson plans. Everything's yeah. just laid out all together in right. one place. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and and I just think out of experience over the years, the time that I have put into, and I know other other directors have too, the time you put into helping your teachers, because those are the faces in front of your children mm. and that their words and their mindset and, you know, helping them succeed. Because if it's a burden for them to have to come up with the lesson plans or, you know, the resources or the schedule, I mean, you, you don't want to def deflate them, you know, yeah. and, and them not want to teach. Exactly. <laughs> you want to keep them around. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. So that's a good point. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed having them and it's just made our days run smoother and it's helped alleviate a lot of questions and um, we have just we've just loved using them. It sounds like your desire is to help your teachers continue to grow yeah. as persons mm -hmm. and to keep developing. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I think that, you know, as homeschoolers, we love our children. We want to invest in them. We're obviously teaching them. And then when we jump over to the co-op setting, it's almost like a different part of us is being used. Even though we're still teaching, because it's not our own children, there's a little bit more fire behind us. You know, like we're a little more motivated just because it's new and fresh. Mm -hmm. But again, helping the, set those teachers up for success and giving them the confidence to pour back into all of our children. I mean, that's what I love to see happen. And as the director, watching that happen is just a beautiful thing to where that, that teacher, at some point it's like they transition from the head knowledge to the heart and, and the knowledge working together back into the children. And that's what you want. And that's what I know we, we want that heart desire to be poured into our children. So it's really neat to see when that happens in a co-op. 
Thanks. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.